The Louisville men's basketball team continues to show improvement. The offense is starting to explode. They're being more and more competitive in ACC play. But on today's episode of the show, we're going to explain how lackluster defense is overshadowing the offensive outbursts and how it's preventing the improvements from being significant enough. That said, stay tuned. You are locked on Louisville. Your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome into another episode of the Locked On Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. As always, I want to take this time to personally thank you all for making us your first listen of the day. Just a reminder, the Lockdown Global Podcast is free on all streaming services five days a week, your team, every day. It's no secret that improvement is being shown. At the end of the day, for the Louisville men's basketball team, it's about adding more to the win column. But I don't think it takes a special eye to see that this Cardinals team is showing improvement. The offense is getting better. They're being more competitive in ACC play, but it's the defense that has and continues to hold this team back. We'll talk uh, about how, you know, Louisville's offense is being overshadowed. Also coming up, Brandon Huntley Hatfield is starting to figure things out in ACC play. We'll explain why. And then to conclude the show, we will dive into a weekly mailbag segment. I understand the majority of the people that listen to this show don't truly care to hear about improvements if it is not contributing to the win-loss column. And I wholeheartedly agree. You can improve all you want, but if you're continuing to lose games, it, it really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. But I am using this argument that defense is overshadowing offense to contribute to that point because I think it is the lackluster defense that is preventing this team from bringing more wins onto the table. The Cardinals just lost on Wednesday evening against Syracuse after defeating Florida State. They lost 94 to 92 in the Carrier Dome. Syracuse was 10 and 1 at home coming into the game, 14 and 8 overall. Had just suffered a blowout loss against Wake Forest. Louisville coming off of a very solid performance where they scored 101 points and defeated Florida State. Cardinals really haven't been that great outside of the KFC Yum Center this year, but they gave Syracuse a run for their money and ultimately ended up coming up just short. A lot of people will talk about the goaltending call at the end of the game. It was 110% the wrong call. And what made matters worse is that they went back to review it and they doubled down on it. And it was 100% the wrong call. What I have been confused about is what would have happened in the event had the call gotten overturned. Luke Hancock, former Louisville Cardinal great, um, ACC network um, television star, he stated that his interpretation and how he or what he was told was that it would have gone to the team with the possession arrow. 
which would have been Louisville. There are some that have posted um, a, a screenshot of the rules where it says, and I'm not quoting, obviously, but it essentially states that if it's a judgment call, if it clearly goes to one team, it would be their possession. If it's not clear, it goes to the team with a possession arrow. I don't know. For me, I just wanted them to get the call right, whether that would have benefited Louisville or not. It is what it is. But I felt like Kenny Payne said it best after the game. Sure, the goaltending call sucked, but it wasn't the reason or it wasn't the only reason why Louisville lost this game. They had multiple chances to come out victorious. And personally for me, I felt like this one is this one was one of the better press conferences that Kenny Payne has had as Louisville's head coach. I felt like um, he said all of the right things and stated what I – thought was a very solid point, and that was that Louisville had the chances to win this game. They gave up um, one of like the program worst record of fast break points, and it goes back to that um, fast break opportunity when Sky Clark hit that shot at the end, which was a fantastic shot to tie the game with about six seconds to go. The guys celebrated. They hesitated. It looked like they didn't know exactly what to do, and they gave Syracuse the outlet to go down the court fast break and and score or get an opportunity to score. It'd be different if this was like a one-time thing, but Louisville is one of the worst fast break teams in the country. Um, As of now, they are the worst power five team in the country, one of the bottom 10 nationally in transition points allowed per game, 356th to be exact. Um, they allowed 33 fast break points against Syracuse. Uh, and it's a situation to where if this was like a one-time thing, I mean, still it's a matter of execution and that's not good either way you look at it. But if this was a one-time thing, I think you could call, you could probably swallow it and say, yeah, it sucks, but it is what it is. This is a recurring issue. Kenny Payne noted this is that Louisville has to get back in transition. And this has been a problem for the past year and a half, year and almost two years of the Kenny Payne era, is transition defense. Defense truly overall. Payne said it himself is that defense has to be played collectively between all five guys on the court, not just solid individual play. The lackluster defense for the Cardinals is overshadowing the offensive um, improvements. If you look at Ken Palm, I mean, the offensive improvements really aren't as substantial as maybe the eye test would suggest. But Louisville just put up 101 points against Florida State. They only won that game by nine. Florida State's not the best offensive team. Syracuse is not the best offensive team. If you're telling me that Louisville scored 101 points and that they still couldn't win by 10, that's a little bit alarming. And thankfully, they had an offensive outburst that it it meant that the defensive woes didn't necessarily matter in the grand scheme, but they did on Wednesday. Louisville's offense put up 92 points. I still think think that there's questions regarding offensive sets being um, implemented I think that um, you're still having issues with assist-to-turnover ratio. Once again, the team was in the negative 
in that regard. 15 assists to 17 total total turnovers. That's another reason how Syracuse and other op- other opponents are uh, feasting on Louisville's turnovers is that they're turning turnovers into fast break opportunities. But the fast break defense is the is only one aspect of the total problem. Total defense, even in the half court, um, they've not been doing a great job of defending the perimeter. Backdoor cuts, uh, a team that utilizes a bunch of motion on the offensive side in the half court really gives Louisville some fits. Syracuse on Wednesday shot 61% from the field, 46% from behind the arc. They did, however, have 18 more free throws, which I do believe is notable, especially in a two-point game. But they missed 11 of those. Louisville was 11 of 15 from the free throw line. The Cardinals' offense continued to be efficient, even though maybe the statistics show that they're not as good of a three-point shooting team as this little hot streak is um, alluding to. Still, they're playing well. They were 44% on 25 attempts from three on Wednesday, 54% from overall field. But the Cardinals are the worst team in the Power Five in total defense, in scoring defense, I should say. Right now, they are tied for 325th in the nation, giving up 78.7 points per game. And, I mean, that's bottom, what, almost bottom 25 in the country? It's overshadowing the offense. It's overshadowing the increase in effort. And it sucks to say that, but defense is a large aspect of the game. And you say, well, the improvements are being overshadowed, but really improvements are wins. So I don't care about improvements unless we're talking wins and losses. But I would argue that that's exactly what I'm suggesting. Because if you look at some of these games that Louisville's played in over the past um, you know, couple weeks or so, you had the Clemson game where the defense wasn't all that good and you lost by six. Virginia is what it is. Duke, you gave up 83 points. You lost that game big. You gave up 90 to Wake Forest, 86 to North Carolina, 89 to NC State. And then the last time you gave up less than 70 before, that was against Pepperdine. So I would argue that we are suggesting that the improvements are wins. And simply put, the takeaway from this is that the defense is preventing Louisville from getting more wins. It's overshadowing the offense. And one of the things that it's overshadowing is how well Brandon Huntley Hatfield is starting to figure things out. And we're going to talk about um, his night and day difference in play between the start of the season and ACC play. We'll do that here uh, momentarily after we talk about our friends and the title sponsor of the show, FanDuel. Super Bowl is a couple days away. America's number one sportsbook, FanDuel, has got you covered. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is big time um, in terms of Super Bowl squares, Super Bowl commercials, whatever may have you. Add Super Bowl bets to your uh, palette this Super Bowl. FanDuel has so many ways for you in the season with a W. Not only can you bet on who all will win the Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets on which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, 
and so much more. New customers join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets. If your first bet of $5 or more wins, just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. Once again, it's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Cardinal fans, thanks again for making Locked On Louisville your first listen of the day. Just a reminder, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube, and you can now also find it on Amazon Fire TV. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Find the Locked On Sports Today channel now on Amazon Fire TV. One of the trends... One of the key notable storylines that is consistently being overshadowed because of the lackluster defense and honestly the larger umbrella that is Louisville losing more than they are winning. But one thing is for certain, and one thing I wanted to discuss on this show because I really don't feel like we're giving him enough credit for how he's playing. The difference between how Brandon Huntley Hatfield started this year and how he has played up until this point, it's completely Jekyll and Hyde. And it's it's notable. I mean, last year, his first season with the Cardinals averaged 6.7 points per game, 3.8, or I'm sorry, 5.4 rebounds per contest. Not great, not overly terrible, but he did start 21. Of the 24 games that he played in, 25.6 minutes per contest. But he was going to be relied upon to be a player that needed to take that next step forward for the team. And to start the year, he didn't. And it looked like he wasn't comfortable on either end of the court. There was a lack of aggression in his play. And just really couldn't get into a groove. Seven of his first nine appearances to start the year, he scored in single digits. And it had many wondering, what's his role going to be in this rotation? Now, it's worth mentioning that at this point when we had this conversation, J.J. Trainer and Dennis Evans were playing with the team. Emmanuel Okorfor wasn't battling some health issues here and there. So you sort of had a little bit of uh, a competition in the front court for those minutes. And then he looked like he had snapped out of it when um, the end of the non-conference slate rolled around. He had three straight um, double-digit performances, including two 20-point games, actually two 20-point double-doubles against... um, He had double-doubles against Arkansas State and Pepperdine. He also had a 16.11 rebound double-double against Kentucky. And you're thinking to yourself, well, Louisville went one of two in that stretch. Brandon Huntley Hatfield looks better. And some people will take this segment and say, well, you're highlighting a player improving, but it's not good enough. I don't really think that this is a Brandon Huntley Hatfield problem that Louisville's having. Now, are there stretches in games to where he could be playing better? Well, yeah, of course. But what I find most impressive is that He's been doing so with lackluster facilitation. Louisville hasn't really been good in the assists to turnover ratio all season long, really ever since he got here. So a lot of this he's been having to do, him creating his own offense in the high post, 
down near the basket, near the block, or like this past game against Syracuse at the three-point line. But in ACC play, he has turned things around. In 12 of the contests in conference play, he has scored double digits in eight. He's averaging 14.2 points per game, eight rebounds per contest overall in ACC play, which if you consider seven points per game last year and you're doubling those numbers, that is a very substantial leap. Now, the overall numbers don't suggest that just yet. He's at 11.9 points per game, 8.7 rebounds per contest, but he's also doing it fairly efficiently. Um, he is showing that he's playing more efficiently around the rim. His shot numbers are increasing by about three per game, and he's at 56.5% from the field. He's still not increasing the three-point numbers, but vast improvement when he is shooting, going from 27.8 to 42.9% from the field. The rebound numbers are jumping up as well. They're about up about 3.3. Offensive rebounds are up by about one. He's being more aggressive near the glass. And what I don't want to happen is that we completely overlook what he's been able to do because the team continues to lose. I think two things can be true at one time. Number one, the only thing that really matters is winning games. Before the year, what did we say? On this show, we said, this is your roster. There are no moral victories now. There are no, well, we were competitive takes. Well, we kept it interesting. Well, we played harder. Well, we shot the ball better. Well, overall, we looked more in sync. Mm -mm. Nope. Winning games is the bottom line. It's obvious to me that the Cardinals have been more talented than some of the teams that they have played in ACC play up until this point. Of the 16 losses on this schedule so far, can you suggest to me that half of those teams were more talented than this Cardinals team? Maybe. I I think it's probably going to be more of a tougher conversation than some would realize. But not to go off on a tangent, but going back on point, two things can be true at one time. Number one, it's all about wins. Number two, you can give credit where credit's due. It sucks that losing. But guys like Tyler Johnson, like Curtis Williams, and now, like Brandon Huntley Hatfield continuing to improve, gives me hope for 2024-25. Some will say Kenny Payne gets a third year. Most will say, Mm-mm, at the end of the year, it's over. They're going to go elsewhere. Louisville will have a new head coach in 2024. At this point, I would probably say that I would side in the latter. Because even if Louisville was, I mean, Louisville would have to essentially go on uh, a run like they have not done in the Kenny Payne era thus far and rip off a winning streak and make things more interesting. But at this point, I feel like it looks like that Louisville will have a new head coach next year. Just my intuition. I like this 
improvement for the future. Because if you bring guys like Tyler back, like BHH back, I think that they are solid players on a winning team that can help this team get back to the tournament next year. And that's what this is all about, is getting these guys ready for next season to make a tournament run. Because even if they go out and win the rest of the regular season games, it won't matter. You're under 500. You would have to win the ACC tournament. So that's all I'm saying. Brandon Huntley-Hatfield starting to figure things out, and it's time that we start to discuss that. We'll continue basketball coverage as the season goes along. Louisville back in action on Saturday against a Georgia Tech team that is under 500. Another opportunity to get back in the win column. So we'll conclude the show with a weekly mailbag segment. We'll answer the questions here momentarily after we tell you about our friends over at Game Time. For me, Game Time got my vote of confidence early on when I bought tickets to Louisville games through Game Time. But really got my business when I got tickets to the Colts Raiders game back in late December. Um, Got tickets 30 minutes before the game. Got my views from the seats. And the fees were put right there so I knew what I was getting into. With the all-in prices showing your total up front, there's no guessing. It takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. The game time guarantee is also something that I like. It means that you'll always get the best price. Even if you find tickets in the same section and row for less game time, we'll credit you 110% of the difference. Like I said, take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Right now, all game time users get $100 off a big game ticket with the code Vegas100. Terms apply. Just download the game time app. Use the code Vegas100 for $100 off a big game ticket. Or if you're not going to the game, use the code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price. Guaranteed. Thanks for tuning in this long to this Thursday evening edition of the show. Um, haven't had a weekly mailbag and feels like a week and a half. So we're going to answer a couple very, very solid questions. First one is sort of relating to what we just talked about. What needs to happen for Kenny Payne to get a third year? Well, isn't that the question that everyone wants to know? I personally said this time in January, it was making the NCAA tournament. At that point, they really hadn't gone on the uh, losing streak in conference play. They hadn't beaten Miami, but they hadn't. I think they maybe just lost to Virginia. It was making the tournament. I mean, I still like. I still feel like that's the case. It, it, at least it should be, in my opinion. More realistically, I think that um, if Louisville goes on like a five or six game winning streak to end the year. Maybe there's a conversation to be had, but it's against a bad portion of the schedule, and I'm just not necessarily so sure. But that's one thing that Josh Hurd and the athletic department have done very well is keep things extremely close to chest. So I I really don't know. I don't know what the measuring stick is. I don't know what the uh, parameters are. He made it very clear that Kenny Payne needed to start making deposits, obviously deposits meaning wins. And since that uh, interview, he's done it twice in, I think, 10, no, 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 um, 11 games. Since that moment, it was, I think, twice in 11 games, Miami and Florida State. So right now, I I don't know. I, I think the writing is on the wall, but 
uh, I guess it's not necessarily set in stone. So who are some players on this year's team that you would like to keep for next year? Um, you know, there's a good core of players. I feel like um, you want guys like Tyler Johnson, Curtis Williams, Caleb Glenn, the young freshman to come back. Brandon Huntley Hatfield has shown some big time stuff. Um, Sky Clark, I think, has a role on a winning team. I think all these guys, um, you know, a good amount of them have roles on winning teams. This is a talented team. I think it's a matter of just improving the X's and O's coaching that could get this team to improve wins wise. But uh, it, it really depends on um, who they bring in as a coach. If that coach is bringing in some high school recruits that they had committed, so on and so forth. So definitely the three freshmen, um, Brandon Huntley Hatfield and Sky Clark's or Sky Clark's Sky Clark are, you know, must bring back type guys for this team. So um, moving along, this is a recent football question that was added. Jeff Brom said in his press conference post transfer portal that Tyler Shuck wasn't fully healthy. Does this concern you considering that health has been a major factor and that he is looking to play a huge role this year? I mean, yeah, but this was a pre-existing injury that he sustained in September. It was a broken, I think his fibula, I think, in the leg, had that broken bone in the leg. It's usually about a six-month recovery time, so he's right on track to be um, ready for spring practice in some capacity. So um, there's concern, but I don't think it's because of that injury. It's more so that he's projected to be QB1, and he still has the injury history um, to his resume. So it's not – the concerns don't stem from that in itself. It's more so the injury history as a whole. Moving along, baseball question. Dan McDonald has voiced some frustrations about um, – Dan McDonald has voiced some frustrations about – Monetary gifts, the transfer portal, and if Louisville doesn't make it back to the College World Series this year, is he on the hot seat? No, I don't think so. Um, it hasn't been a great – overall, since COVID, it hasn't been a great run for the Louisville baseball team. Um, they missed the tournament twice in the past three years. In 2022, they made it to the Super Regionals and had the lead in both of the games that they lost to Texas A&M. Long answer short, no, he's not on the hot seat. Um, I do think he needs to start using the portal more, especially for pitching. Pitching has really been the Achilles heel for the team. And um, he did that this offseason. I think it's going to be a talented team. But no, he's not on the hot seat whatsoever. Um, I, I understand that this is sort of unprecedented for Dan McDonald to miss the tournament, not once, but twice in a three year span, but no, I don't think that there's any question about the job security of Mr. McDonald, the goat of Louisville baseball. Um, I, I do think that there is an emphasis that he needs to at least get back to the tournament this year though. Um, especially since the team started out hot last year and they kind of fizzled out, had some injuries, especially to pitching, lost some depth there. And um, I'm excited for this year's team and to see what they're able to do. So, no, I understand the concern, and it's not ideal, 
But uh, you have to remember 2020, that team, oh, man, that team with Reed Detmers, Bobby Miller, that offense, man, they were going to win it all. Or they were going to at least have a very good chance to win it all, in my opinion. 2021 uh, just kind of is what it was. Um, You know, they had some injuries. 2022 made it to the Supers and lost to a good team at Texas A&M. And then 2023, they missed the tournament as well. Had some injuries. So uh, it is what it is. But that's going to conclude the mailbag, conclude today's episode of the show. Everyone have a great day. We'll see you right back here.